Hello and welcome to Language Rules. My name is Annette and this is episode number 4B, part 2 about Icelandic. And in case you haven't listened to the first part yet, I recommend that you do that first. And if you just stumbled upon this podcast and don't have a clue what's going on here, I suggest you go back to the very start and listen to episode number zero, in which I explain the concept of this podcast a bit. Here with me is Björn again. Hi, Björn. Hi. We are still in Lund in Sweden in the office on a Sunday evening. Um, and last, last time we already learned a bit about Iceland and the development of Icelandic and its pronunciation. And today we will talk a bit about grammar and um, how new words come into the language. And in the end, we will hear a song of my new favorite Icelandic band, Austidir. Is that about right? Yes, that's right, Austidir. Okay, so uh, we talked about the situation in Iceland being special in the way that um, the island is kind of uh, isolated from the rest of um, the European continent, um, and th therefore the language could... Um, Yeah, didn't have much contact to other languages and uh, developed independently. And another th thing, I guess, that's a bit special is that all the speakers are close to each other, like they are in the same place. And um, so from what I read, uh, that's the reason why there aren't actually any dialects in Icelandic. That's true. That's true. The, and that's uh, something very unique and uh Because if you take uh, the Faroe Islands, where my wife comes from, there are many, many strong dialects. Uh, and also in Norway, if you go just between the fjords, you have different dialects, and there they can be really different. And uh, but you couldn't in in Iceland, uh, there are also traveling difficulties. Because you, you, if you were riding by horse seven, eight hundred years ago, it was difficult to go go from one place to another. So one has to wonder why the dialects aren't stronger in Icelandic, and and this is uh, being studied. And and uh, I don't know if there are any clear theories, but maybe it's because Icelandic was defined as a language pretty early on by the grammar book that you mentioned and and the bible and the religious text being translated into icelandic so so icelandic literature uh, became uh, common quite early on 
and maybe that flattened out the effects of dialects. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, so it's kind of a mystery. Yeah, so yes, it is, it is. Okay, so let's get to the hard stuff, the grammar stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because Icelandic is heavily inflected, um, which is different from most other Germanic languages, um, which uh, once were inflected in the same way or a similar way, but got simpler over time. Uh, I have here the uh, table of the personal pronouns of Icelandic. Um, so you you can find it on Wikipedia and I will put a link uh, in the show notes so that you can also look at it. Because uh, I find it really interesting how much you can see in this table. Uh, so, so I recognize a lot uh, from other languages uh, that I know. Um, for example, if you look at the um, the second person singular, um, it looks a lot like German. So uh, we could just uh, go through, yeah. through them. And you say the Icelandic word and I say the German word. Yeah. Thu. Du. Thich. Dich. Thier. Dir. Thien. Dein. So it's nominative, accusative, dative, and genitive. So four different cases. And uh, so in German, you all, there's also this um, distinction. But in the other Germanic languages, it uh, the system gets simpler. That, yeah, that's true. The, the two middle ones, accusative and dative, became one. Yeah, uh, right. Like in, in the Scandinavian languages. Like in Swedish, you have day. Yeah. For and they are, yeah. It's used for both. Uh, yeah. Situations like accusative and dative, and in English it's just you. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> uh, okay. For the genitive, you would say your. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And then when you look at the third person singular. It looks a lot like Swedish, so the the nominative at least. So it's in Swedish it's han and hun, and in Icelandic it's han and hun. It's the same. It's yeah. pronounced the same. So it's written yeah. a bit differently. So that in Swedish that it's what you call the the um, subject form, mm-hmm. and then there's an object form which is hunum and henne. Henne. Mm. And in uh, in Icelandic, it's also really simple. Honum right? henni, and in Swedish, hon, uh, honum hennes. Hen. Mm. Eh, eh, eh. No, he, henne. Henne, henne, yeah. henne. Yeah. So, hennes is the so, uh, genitive. genitive. Yeah. yeah. But in Icelandic, there was also, an, uh, or is also an accusative, which is... Han. And the feminine? Hana. Yeah. And you you can always use we when this is taught to children in, in school we use the prepositions mm-hmm. here er han um han frau honum til hans okay so you, so you use prepositions Prep- that they help you to understand which one of these okay yeah and here er hun um hana frau henni til hennar and and if you are if if you mix things if it's uh, complicated 
you often substitute with a words with a word which is different in each case. And one word is hestur. Here er hestur um hest fra hesti til hests. <laughs> that means so horse, right? Yes. So if you put a horse, <laughs> and then you can see which one of those four it is. Which case it, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah so, so in German you do it with, uh, with questions, like ah. wer, uh, wem, <laughs> wen mm -hmm. und wessen. And ah. then, yeah. So you do that when you have to decide which case exactly. so, so to say which I, if, case if it's, it's difficult you yeah. you're not sure just substitute it with a horse and <laughs> use the proper form of horse a <laughs> 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 <or> proper case <laughs> <laughs> so, and there's also a neuter form for the third person which yeah. in uh, in Swedish would be den and the yeah And 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 in Iceland it gets also a bit similar, like thath. So you actually you have the two, uh, you have the thorn and the the eth, thot, or eth. Eth. Yeah. So thorn it's in English, but yeah. in Iceland you would say thoth. It's with, <laughs> like with your name, right? Yeah, D N. Thoth. Good. And um, and the uh, third person plural like. They, no. um, I find interesting. So, one, it looks like a bit like English, like you mm -hmm. have like there, yeah, no. no. and uh, on top of that, you have not just uh, they, but you have a form for masculine, one for feminine, and one for neuter, yeah, which is also kind of uh, not like in the other Germanic languages, I guess. So, in German, for example, you just have. Z mm. <laughs> for everything. Yeah, D, yeah. Dom yeah. in Swedish. So, um, so I guess if you have a group of women, you use the feminine form, and if you have a yeah. group of, or or a, a group of uh, things that have the masculine <laughs> gender, or yeah, then you use they. Like like with horse, what is which gender has horse? Han hesturin. So it's a masculine. Okay, so if if there would be a group of horses, you would and you want to. So it's the the masculine form yes. of the. If it's if they are female horses. Their hestarnir, it's. Um, so then you use the 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 um, female form, even though the word uh, <laughs> horses is uh, no, masculine. Hestur, uh, as a word, is masculine in itself. But then you have a female horse, which is a rissa, and that's uh, that's only a female form. Hun rissa. Okay, it's like um, hmm, how what's the English word? It's like a visenda mother, stjortmala mother, livfreidingur. These are masculine words, but mm -hmm. can be possessed by a female. What what do they mean? Livfreidingur, uh, biologist. Okay. Stjortmala mother, politician. Mm. So that jobs, yeah, yeah. and uh, and there is also a, a, a feminine form then for each job, or uh, no? That no. is the the word is only masculine, but it okay. Uh, so uh, if it, if it's a woman, then still you would say the masculine. mother, and it, and even in the wording, mother, man, okay. mother. Even if it's a woman, yes, okay. we sent a mother. It's a scientist. 
And is that a problem? Like, are there? It has been discussed. Yeah. I don't know if uh, uh, or if it's politically correct. I've 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 been living out in Sweden for so long, and sometimes when I write on Facebook, I want to be politically correct. I have a lot of. Icelandic friends and they are female and they may be politicians or mm -hmm. different positions but I've seen themselves use the masculine form so yeah I mean if it's like th if that's the convention yeah I was just wondering because in, in German you you have like you can add a suffix and then it's uh, the the female form yeah and then it's uh there's always the question if you have a, a, a group of people and you just use the masculine plural whether you also mean the women or not so or if you have to so the usual ways to say something like studenten und studentinnen mm. like students and female students and no we don't have um, that distinction uh, so and, and when you have a, a group of um of women and men which which of these sometimes they are neuter like uh, yeah. studentar Uh, uh, no, it's a fair student partner. So that's pl uh, plural uh, masculine. Pl yeah, okay. No. You could say fair student partner. Um, I'm I'm not sure. I think you can actually use fair. Uh, that is the neuter form if they are mixed. Mm -hmm. uh, But the word itself has has a, has a built-in gender, and that can be problematic. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's uh, so I read that when so when you have a group of uh, uh, men and women, then you would use the neuter form. Yeah, three, three. Yeah. yeah, and so so if you compare that to the Romance languages, for example, like like French, yeah. uh, there you also have like a female and a, a male. Um, plural for the third person uh, plural a pronoun mm. for the third person plural but there if you have a mixed group then you would use the masculine yeah. form I mean okay there is no neuter but I think so if I remember correctly even if you have like 10 women and one man you use the uh, male form it's <laughs> I guess that's just tradition. Uh, yeah, male chauvinism. But I find it uh, it's 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 uh, nice and Icelandic that you simply use the neuter. Yeah, so so there's a, a lot to see in in just looking at the pronouns already. Yeah. Um, and also names, personal names. They, they, they we use cases for personal names, which we mm -hmm. and and foreigners or Scandinavians they find it really confusing. <laughs> Uh, oh. <laughs> my name is Björn Ragnar. Ragnar is my middle name. Mm -hmm. uh, like in the Viking series, Ragnar Lodbrok, Björn Ragnar. And uh, it, it is, the cases are here er Björn, um Björn, frá Bitni til Bjarnar. Again, so. So uh, here er Björn. So here is. A beer. <laughs> That's what it means. <laughs> here er Björn. Um Björn, frá Birni til Bjarnar. And you use cases on both the first and the middle oh. name. So, þetta er handa Birni Ragnari, which means this is for Björn Ragnar. And if I heard that correctly, also the, the vowel changes, right? Yes. yes. So it's yeah. Björn and then... Birni. 
And to make it more complicated, uh, genitive can take two forms. Like, Björnum björt frá bitni til björnar can also be björnum björt frá bitni til björs. And both are correct, or both are allowed. M- my name is Björn Ragnar Sveinbjörns son, because my father name is Sveinbjörn and I'm his son. Mm-hmm. So I'm Sveinbjörns son. But my brother, he is Hrafn Sveinbjarnarsson. So he uses the other form of genitive. Why? Because Hrafn uh, Sveinbjarnarsson was a famous person in, in the Atlantic <laughs> sagas. He, he was like uh. the Jesus Christ figure. He was a pacifist in an otherwise really okay. violent era. So, so you can decide which, w- which form you use. Yes, but you have to be uh, consequent. You, you can't... Okay. You, s- you m- just say it once. Yes, yeah. And the same with Sigurður. There is Sigurðs and Sigurðar. So. And is it like other case endings for names the same for all the names or do you have to know for each name you which case endings to use? You have to know for each case. There, there is... Uh, uh, okay, but uh, so it, is, it doesn't depend on like the structure of the name whether you use E or some other no, uh, suffix. No, I don't... Uh, uh, no, I have to think, actually. I'm, so not, I'm how not sure. How would you do it for Annette? Here is Annette, Annette from Annette to Annette. Is it the same like for... for it's like my wife, her name is Maiken, which is not Icelandic. Yeah. Maiken is actually more Swedish and Norwegian than Faroish. Uh, but... Uh, in Iceland, we say here Maiken, Maiken from Maiken till Maikenar. So the three first would be uh, unchanged, the same, but the, the genitive would have an AR in the end. And you just know it like. Yeah, I don't You think feel it. <laughs> yeah, you feel it. <laughs> but everyone who wants to learn <laughs> Icelandic and talk to the people, you. Yeah. Is it is it like unpolite if you use the uh, the the wrong form or no, is it just you, no. you still know That's what it's yeah, uh, what yeah, it's meant yeah. like it's just <laughs> and then you have you know we use uh, pet names you know like what do you call it uh, alias nicknames aliases my name is Björn, but I'm always called Björsi. And that has, uh, you know, you use cases for them as well. So Björsi and Björsa for Björsa to Björsa. That's very easy. <laughs> But there are other ones which are more complicated. So. Mm. Great. <laughs> um, talking about uh, different uh, genders and different cases, maybe we should explain a bit what that means. Because in English, basically you don't have all of that, right? So you don't have... Uh, different gender apart from the pronouns so you have he and she yeah that's like the last rests mm. uh, um, and um, the same with case it's also actually so f- with nouns there is the uh, possessive form like if you put on most of the time it's apostrophe s so yeah, you yeah. have if you have horse yeah and then the horses yeah but otherwise you don't mark any case mm. there and with the pronouns you have uh, um, you have also this uh, distinction between subject and object so um, if you say i love you it's different or let's say i love him mm. then him is the object form and if you say he loves me then it's the um, 
Certainly. the third person subject form yeah. and the first person object form. So there you still have this difference. But otherwise, English got rid of everything. So uh, as we already said last time, uh, in old English, you, you had all of that. Yeah. So. And, and so um, just to, to mm, explain a, a bit more what it means to have gender and case. So we start with gender. So as we already I uh, think was pointed out now with the with the pronouns there in Icelandic you have masculine feminine and neuter. Yeah. But we already talked about uh the the problem or the fact that uh, uh this uh, grammatical gender doesn't have to correspond with like biological sex. Yeah. yeah. So it usually does for persons. Yeah, but you have abstract things like uh, minuta Hun minutan, which is a minute. Hans mm kaupurin, -hmm. you know, the cupboard or the closet. Han bitlin, he the car. So the minute is female, yeah. right? Yeah, and car, han bitlin, is, is masculine. So In the episode about Swedish, we also had the, the word for car, which is bil mm -hmm. in, in Swedish. Um And uh, I read that in, in Icelandic, the, the word for car, um, which is... Bit. Bit. So it's, it's, actually, it's written... To B, L. B, yeah, B-I-L-L. L-L. -L. Um, and that's, that's one of the few words which are uh, loaned from Danish in yeah. Icelandic. Yeah. So you didn't uh, make up a word like no. driving machine or something no. like that. <laughs> Yeah, and and which gender does it have? It's Han Bitlin. It's male. My, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, an interesting thing there is between actually Swedish and Danish because uh, in Danish you say et minut, uh, and in Swedish you say en minut. Mm -hmm. So it has changed, you know. So and th that's uh, that's the thing you just have to learn you know y you don't apply any rules there because i guess it's historic reasons why some words yeah. changed and not it's the same if you compare uh like icelandic and german so in, I in german uh we are we also have masculine feminine and neuter yeah uh, but car is neuter for example yeah Yeah, so so the <laughs> for each language you yeah. have to learn uh, uh, oh. which word is which gender. Yeah. And speaking of of Swedish and and Danish, um, so as you said, you have this n uh, and et, so yeah. they have two genders. Yeah, uh, so we also spoke about that in the uh, Swedish episode, and um, so they are called common and neuter. So they also had feminine and masculine mm. um, once upon a time, and then at some point they it was merged to just one to the co this common uh, class, and so this uh, uh, having uh, gender is basically just uh, um, used to form different classes of nouns because depending on the gender they they act in a different way. For example, um, they have different articles. Yeah, you use different pronouns like we just heard. And also adjectives uh, might have a different form. Um, so a lot of nice stuff uh, to learn. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the really mean thing is that most of the time you don't, you, you cannot really see it from the word itself. Like, so for German, there are some, some if you have some suffixes, 
like there's hien, which is the diminutive, like um, if you have uh, um, a hund, mm. the dog, and then you say hündchen, it's mm. a small dog or a cute dog or whatever. And then you know it, uh, this form with hien is always neuter. So yeah. It's there, yeah, with suffixes like that, you know, but uh, for everything else, so why is the table masculine and mm. why is you just have to learn it and i guess it's similar in yeah. icelandic yeah you, you, you just don't see it on the word itself um and with case that's another grammatical category and it's used to mark the grammatical function of a noun or a, a pronoun as we just heard in a sentence and grammatical fun functions um are subject object the indirect object um and as we said in in english english has lost this kind of system and in, uh, and instead you mark the function mostly by word order like if you say um the dog bites the man uh, the, that's a different scene uh, than the man bites the dog Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, so if you would say that in Icelandic, how would you say it? Hundurin bítur mannin. Mm -hmm. And if you if you just change the order? Maðurin bítur hundin. Can o you say that? Is that still a valid sentence? It's a valid sentence, but uh, it's uh, very uncommon that <laughs> it would happen. <laughs> um so you you wouldn't say it you wouldn't say the the sentence no i mean because semantically man i mean we don't bite dogs usually so but no, but mean, that is the grammatically or or uh, sentence wise it's okay so no so what i what i actually meant is if you say the dog bites the man and then you change the order but don't change the words like you don't mm. uh, change so the man bites the dog Okay, I will uh, yeah. uh, uh, maybe start a different way because uh, one way to explain it, um, which I found quite nice, um, was used uh, at the Wikipedia uh, in the Wikipedia article about declension. Uh, so they they try to to um, explain case to uh, English speakers and uh, speakers Aha, of other languages okay. that don't mm -hmm. use case um, as follows. Most of the time you um, mark case with different suffixes and so in this wikipedia article they just made up um, uh, uh, suffixes like for the subject you use the suffix true and for the object you use the suffix vu and then uh, the dog bites the man means a dog true bites man vu so do, that's that's like ah. if we would have something like that in english mm. that's just uh, some made up suffixes and then you can change the word order and say um, man vu bites dog true. So first the object, then the subject. And it still means uh, the, the scene is still that the dog bites the man, but you have changed the word order. Okay, but if, if you do that in Icelandic, it would be hundurin bítur mannin. Uh, and then you would have to say maðurin uh, bitin uh, af hundinum. Okay, so you would have to use the passive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, otherwise, it's the man that bites the dog. Okay, so if you cannot just change the, the, the word. Yeah, the, the, you, then you have changed the semantics. And it's a 
Okay, maybe that's a that's a bad example, but in uh, in, in German, um, you would say der Hund beißt den Mann, and you can say den Mann beißt der Hund, and still it's the the man, uh, <laughs> it's the dog by the biting. Do yeah. So when you change the order, you change like um, what's in the focus, like what you want to stress in the sentence. Uh, so, but the, you would have to say. Maðurinn er bitin af hundinum. Okay, that maybe it's a, a bad example for, for this. Yeah, and to, to go on with this Wikipedia uh, <laughs> method, um, on top of like the subject and the object, you can also have suffixes for, uh, for example, um, start a thing that you use as a tool or for a direction or um, for doing something with... Uh, with an object or a person and then you could say uh, for example instead of uh, saying uh, mark goes to work by car you could say mark true goes work z car pow <laughs> <laughs> so true the subject and work z would be um to work so z means like the direction and pow is like an instrument uh, yeah uh, and um And in English, uh, you usually use prepositions for that. So you go to work by car. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, you could change the word order and say, uh, work Z goes mark true car pow. And then you would somehow stress the work, that it's the work he goes to. And I guess you can do that in Iceland yes. as well, right? Han fer i vinnuna. I vinnuna han fer. So that is... Uh, what? Uh, he goes to work. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but then you can say, Fer han i vinnuna? And then you have changed it into a question. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the this case marking makes the word order more flexible. So, And in, in Icelandic, the basic word order is subject, verb, object, like yeah. in English. Uh, but you can change the the order in every possible way so at least in poetry that seems to be yeah. the case so that you can have subject object verb verb subject object verb object subject object subject verb and object verb subject yeah. and and usually the the verb is at the second position and and the the um the thing that you want to stress is in front of the verb yeah As we already said, the, the cases in Icelandic are nominative, accusative, um, which That's are for yeah. subject and object. Yeah. And there's the dative, which is uh, the indirect object. And often it's like uh, it marks direction. Frau. Frau. Is it Frau like Hunti. Is Frau Manni. Is it like from? Yeah. Frau. Okay. Um, and the genitive, which um, marks the possessor of something. And actually, that's not a lot cases. So um, in Proto-Indo-European, which is like the uh, reconstructed predecessor of uh, yeah. of uh, the Germanic languages and many other languages. And, uh, and Roman languages, I guess, as well. The, the yeah. Romans languages, the Slavic languages. Everything except ba uh, Basque. <laughs> 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 yeah, and or almost. So this Proto-Indo-European um, uh, had like eight or nine cases and non-Indo-European languages um, can have 
even more. So one famous example Finnish? is Finnish. Yeah, 16 is or something. Yeah, so so I found 15. Yeah. But um, it might be so that it depends on how you, you yeah. know, what you count. At least, uh, so for Hungarian, uh, this seems to be the case because I found, uh, uh, at one place, I found that it has 18 cases and then another said, yeah, depending on how you count, it's between 0 and 31. <laughs> so... Yeah, take your <laughs> pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, choose what you want. Um, so, in fact, uh, Icelandic is really easy in that regard, just for cases. Yeah. How do you know which case to use? That uh, we are, you already mentioned it. Uh, like there, depending on the preposition, yeah. you have to choose case, and also um, verbs uh, want to have different cases. So usually, um, the subject is has the nominative. And if there's an object, it usually has the accusative. But there are uh, there are verbs that take the dative or the genitive. Yeah. So, for example, um, one one example that I found nice was the the verb for to miss in Icelandic. Asakna. It it takes the genitive, right? Yeah. So it's like I I miss yours. <laughs> if you would yeah. try to. Uh, Yes, like yeah. However, in Icelandic there is a phenomenon that's called quirky subjects. It refers to um, verbs that have subjects that are not in the nominative but have some other case. So, for example, the verb for to like. Alika, mir likar theta. Mir likar hesturin. So this mir, it's the yeah. dative. Yeah, right? yeah. No, it's a dative, yeah. And the, me from mir to me. So that's, I like the horse was yeah. the sentence, right? Mir likar hesturin. And which case has the horse then? Uh, a nominative. Okay. Mig dreamti. Yeg dreamti. Yeg. There are some of these which uh, children have difficulties with. Meg longer. Me longer. I want to. Okay. Uh, so. It's also the dative? It's accusative. It's accusative. Yeah. Okay. Meg longer. I care. I want to. Mm -hmm. So you have meg. And then you have yeg hlakka til. Then you have nominative, yeah. Uh, but but make longer. So there is no system there. You just have to learn it. You have to just, yeah, yeah, yeah it depends on the verb. Yeah. yeah. Um, in German, there is, it's similar. So, for example, with uh, to like, you say, mir gefällt yeah. etwas. Yeah. So, mir is the dative. Yeah. Um, but that's not um, considered to be the subject. So, uh, or it's not considered to be the same phenomenon as in Icelandic, because there are some tests you can uh, make to check whether it's really the subject. Like you, you somehow uh, change the order of the words and then look if it's grammatical and stuff like that. And I found a, a paper about from someone, uh, it's a professor called Gisbert Fanzelo, and it was quite funny because uh, I studied... Uh, at the University of Potsdam, and that's mm. where he uh, yeah. works and teaches. And so I had classes about German syntax, 
with him. And obviously he also studied the differences between German and Icelandic when mm. it comes to these quirky subjects. And as you already mentioned, so children sometimes have problems with yeah. these special and, words. And, and it's, ca it's called Thaufalsiki. Uh, well, Thaufalsiki is when they, they mixed uh, accusative and dative. Mier langar. Mier langar i, i, which should be mig langar i. That's I want? Yeah. And then? Th then they use mier, which is... So they should use accusative, but they use that dative. Yeah. Or, or the other way around. Other can, way. Yeah. So apparently there's something like uh, dative sickness. Yeah. That um, some people use dative subjects even though they should be in another case. Yes, exactly. So which is exactly that. Mir langar. We should be mir langar. So... Um, that's maybe one way the the language is uh, evolving. So then yes, it's it's uh, uh, people start to uh, mix up yeah. things. That's why that's why they, <laughs> I think that's why they have uh, only three cases in the Scandinavian languages. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, maybe they started to mix up stuff earlier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's interesting because in German there's also uh, there's also a phenomenon about the dative that somehow it it gets more important. Like there are some prepositions that um, require genitive, but more and more people use the dative. And also, uh, instead of saying something like Peter's auto, um, you can use the construction with the dative, like dem Peter sein Auto, which uh -huh. <laughs> is actually longer um, and, and sounds really ugly to, to many speakers. Yeah. But it's, um, um, yeah, by some people, for some people, they just use it like that. And um, there's also a famous book which. Uh, Der Dativ ist dem Genitiv sein Tod, which means like the, the dative is the genitive's death but using this mm. data but there, there is an interesting thing there in Swedish and Danish, which uh, is uh, in, in Sweden, uh, you correct the children, you say, they, they, they tend to say, Större and May. And then, then the grown-up will say, it, it's called Större and Jag. So it's uh, uh, bigger, than, big bigger than me. Taller, uh, taller than me. And uh, the yeah, they say, Större en mig, and it, it should be större en jag. So, so the, the right uh, way, way would be uh, taller than I. Yeah. I think in, in English it's it's similar. There's also... Yeah. Um, but but, but the, the th funny thing is, in Danish, yeah. this was the case too for, say, 40, 50 years ago. Uh, but now it's it's okay, and and you won't get any grammatical errors or anything in spell checkers, or and you have uh, it's written in books. It's okay, mm. so they have just accepted it. Yeah. Now it's like they, they, they say, for instance, they <laughs> say "de snaga," which means it is me that is talking. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, if you would be forty-five, fifty years ago, it would be the AI. That's Naga. It's me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I. It's I who's talking. Oh, yeah. 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 
So, and if that wouldn't be enough uh, that you have to add these case suffixes, uh, there's also the definite article. Yeah. Which means? Definite article. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess uh, uh, in the word for definite article, there is a definite article in the yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's... Uh, I mean, it's uh, you have that in in the Scandinavian languages, man, mannen, hest, hesten. Yeah, we talked about that uh, uh, yeah. in the Swedish um, episode. Uh, so that you in Swedish you have n uh, or et yeah. depending on the gender of the. But then word. He here you have uh, the case versions. If you of course. yes, maðurinn um mannin frá manninum til mannsins. We can look at the table in, yeah. in Wikipedia. So on Wikipedia, th there is this uh, list of um, the article. So it depends on the gender, yes. whether it's singular or plural. Yes. Right, and then you have different articles. Yes. Like, for example, if you have... The hestur, hesturin. Hesturin um hestin. But the, this this is, would not apply there. Hestinum or hestins. Yeah, so that's yeah. Th that's different cases of the same. Yeah. But if you have a a feminine, um, kornurnar uh, um kornurnar fra kornunum til kvennana. You can have a different word there. So what was that? Was it uh, kona, kona. woman? You get a, a new word there. Here are corner um corner from corner till kvenna. Here in the Wikipedia article says about this table, this list is not exhaustive and there are numerous exceptions in every yes, case. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can have um, a definite article in front of the of the noun. Hin. Mm. Uh, Right? Hin. Yeah, hin. So it would be something like hin hesturin. Hin hesturin, um hin hestin, fra hinum hestinum to hins hestsins. Uh, and, it, and here on Wikipedia it says, it is mostly used in poetry and irregularly elsewhere. There are hardly any rules for the latter case. It is mainly a matter of taste. Mm -hmm. Can you confirm that? Yes, yes. So you can... It's your decision whether you put the article at the end or in front of it. Yes, yes. But the hin, the hin form is, is very rare. And it's, it's, it's really more poetic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And there is no indefinite article in Icelandic, like no. a. No. So you just say the word yeah. and then it's yeah. one or Hester. a. Oh. And when you add an adjective, like if you say... Stor uh, Hester. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, so... <laughs> The big horse? Yeah, the big horse. And But then I guess you also have to, uh, if you change the case of the noun, you also have to change the adjective. Stor hestur um stóran hest frá stórum hesti til stórs hests. And there's a strong and weak strong and weak declension. I guess when you use the definite article, then it's the weak declension. And if you don't use it, it's a strong declension. So if you say... Uh, Big horse, is it? Stor hestur. And we say the big horse? 
story has to rin. Okay, so the adjective gets yeah. is another yeah. is another form. Yeah. Yeah. So th there you can see that, that the adjective also has to um, be inflected yes. uh, depending on the on the like, on the gender and the case yeah. and the number yeah. and everything. Um, endless source of confusion. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so when I I looked at this, I thought, oh my god, it's so complicated. And then I thought about German, and it's not so different. <laughs> no, it isn't. But it's great if it's your native language, then you don't have to care. But for everyone who wants to to learn it, I, I guess there are some yeah some uh, stones. And if you look at Icelandic verbs, it doesn't get easier. No. Um, so I found uh, a book in the library which is called Icelandic Conjugation Tables. And it's just that. It's just the a book with tables of verbs and yeah. how they are conjugated. Being sakna, yeah. So I just want to, to summarize this. with uh, It's the first sentence in the book. It's, it says, Icelandic verbs are difficult. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and from what I understood, you you have to... Basically, you, you have to learn for each verb how it's inflected. Yeah. It's th there aren't hardly any any regular rules. There are a lot of irregularities. Yeah. Okay. So, Icelandic grammar is complicated. It is. But it it's is. really interesting to, to look at because all the Germanic languages were like that. Yeah. But you kind of can understand why they got rid of it <laughs> over, the, over time. So the question is, why didn't Icelandic get rid of it? So I mean, this okay, the the thing with the isolation, yeah, yeah. But that is that all? Yeah, uh, I uh, I th I think it uh, has to do with uh, Icelandic got written down very early on, mm -hmm. and it stuck. I don't know if it was a conscious thing, you know, in the population, but. People, uh, uh, storytelling was a bit big thing uh, early on, and has always been in dark, long winter nights. So, and even if you didn't have a book, you you told stories, and often you told those stories in kvæði, uh, which were like uh, poems. And uh, and in the Faroe Islands, that, that that's a really big thing there because they didn't have a written tradition like the Icelanders, but they had this oral history. So I, I think that kept the language alive, uh, or or kept it intact, if you like. Yeah, if you think that intact means like this, yeah. so so then you would say that that languages like English that lost. The case system, for example, are not intact. No, I mean they 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 um, they changed because they they had more influences from outside. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously they had uh, they were always in contact with the continent, fighting the French or the Germans or whomever you know, and and marrying princesses with princes. And Another thing that maybe helped to. Yeah, keep the language stable is that there were actual um, efforts to do so. Yes, but but that was rather late actually. Mm -hmm. So, and like I told you before, um, uh, 
yeah, Hans Christian Rask was his name, this Danish linguist, which uh, which did uh, an extensive study on Icelandic in the 19th century because there, there was a it was during this national romantic era. You know, you had the Icelandic scholars in Copenhagen and the uh, independence movement and all that. And big part of that was a revival of the old Icelandic language. And when when was that? Um, uh, this was in the late later half uh, latter half of the nineteenth century, from say well from say eighteen eighteen thirty forty and throughout the nineteenth century. And Jon Sigurdsson, which was always called Jon Forsedo, the president, he was a a scholar in 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 uh, Copenhagen, and and there was a so society of of uh, students, and th they were usually in in uh, uh, the linguistics or languages or something like that, and and they had a literary society, uh, and uh, and they have uh, had a magazine which uh, still comes out called Skirtnir. As the Icelandic literary magazine comes out in Iceland, yes, it's one of the oldest. Icelanders are really consequent in general; like they keep stuff. Well, that that <laughs> that was it, uh, that was uh, uh, very much a child of its era because this was the national rom romantics era. So, so I don't know if it's uh, survived, you know, with with the with with the public as it was then. Then it okay. was a bigger part of the public, you know. Um, so now it's maybe more special interests. Yeah. yeah, and academics and 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 you have these preservation groups which you will talk about, you know, the Yeah, right. Um so as you said, this effort to keep the language pure started in the nineteenth century. But already in the middle of the eighteenth century there was a poem yeah. by a guy named Egert Olafsson. Egert Olafsson, yeah. Do you know the poem? He wrote many. Which one are you? So, this one is called Sótt og dauði Íslenskunar. So, it's yeah. what does it mean? It means the uh, the illness, uh, Sótt is a disease or illness, the illness and death of the Icelandic language. And in this poem, uh, Icelandic was Uh, pictured as a woman mm. um, that w that is ill and it's said that it ha it has an infection with too many foreign words um, and that's why she sends her children to look for pure words um, to cure her but they don't find any and that's why she dies in the end oh. and so the the goal of this poem was to urge the Icelanders to to look after their language and to keep it pure and uh Yeah, I I I found it, yeah, kind of nice <laughs> with the, the, the story. <laughs> um, so what did, did they do to keep the language pure or to uh, to keep it stable? It was first getting rid of the Danish words that were used, and uh, and then it was to invent new words um, to be used instead. And and uh, now it's uh, it's formalized. You know there is a group at, at, uh, associated with the university language department there, and they try to uh, invent new words 
which have Icelandic sounding often based on other words and and they should be transparent so so if you if hear them see them for the first time you should understand what they mean and a good example of that is is in in academia in 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 different uh, disciplines like in mathematics you have a thing called tangent which is if you have a curve and you have a line that touches mm. the curve it's called a tangent of the line in that point and in Icelandic that is snertil and that it comes from the verb snerta which means to touch okay so it's the toucher so so just by reading it you you understand what it means whereas a tangent comes from latin so yeah, so if right. you if, if you or yeah or something like that yeah, yeah. Mm. so it should always be or they sh they they aim for transparency so so you should so so how does it wor work some some new concept comes into the world and they oh, sit yeah. there yeah. and think how oh, oh, like like in computers you would uh, have all these new words that come come in and and uh, from english and they try sometimes they uh, they they throw out words or they 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 come with words and if they stick sometimes they don't mm -hmm. and then they are just thrown away sometimes words come from the public but are accepted by this committee yeah that's a good word that's uh sounds icelandic and it has a uh, right tone to it and and feeling and and then it's becomes adopted mm -hmm. and uh, but in most cases it comes from them mm -hmm. and yeah. then how, how is, it, is it like announced somewhere is there a website with all the new words N no no i i i, I mean, know how, actually so i i how I, does it get to the people who speak <laughs> the language uh, it's not like it's. Uh, I've never seen it advertised in the papers or so because <laughs> this is way before Word know, of we, the day. <laughs> we had the web or uh, you know because yeah. uh, I remember it in my school days. I, I guess they just pass it on to the radio or something and, and they just use yeah. it uh, yeah. all the time and then somehow the people have to yeah. get stuck in their head and like uh, like you know. Uh, uh, like browser, which is vavri, and that comes from both vever and to wonder, as a web and to wonder to 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 web wanderer. Yeah, something. Uh, yeah, that's nice. Um, I have some other so examples. So, for example, the the word for telephone. See me. Yeah, yeah. But so that's a that's an old root meaning something like long thread. Yes, a line. So that's another way of of uh, creating new words. You just take old words that are not used anymore or not that often and give them a new meaning. Yes. And one thing that is a bit funny then is if you have wireless telephone. Thradlus see me. Yeah, that then <laughs> means literally something like thread without thread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and then you have like uh, my favorite word is tölva, which is computer, and that's composed of that's made from two words, which is tala, which is uh, a cipher or number, mm -hmm. and völva, which is a a, a a psychic woman, you know, 
C yes go. So so you have both both the number thing and the the think of uh, predicting the future. Yeah. And that's tolva. But it it doesn't uh, just have to be like technology. So so one word that I also find f uh, nice is uh, idea. Yeah. Hugmint, which is a, a, a mind picture. Yeah. Hugmint. Or the word for music. Tonlist. Which is like tone art. Yeah. Is there a word for podcast? Oh, I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I haven't followed it. I'm sure <laughs> there is. I'm sure there is. That's a problem for me when I, uh, when I I come to Iceland and I see all these strange words. Uh, I usually know. <laughs> no, I I know what they mean. I, I can. I can. Yeah, of course you you can. Use once like I see them. Yeah. But before, then it's hard. Yeah. So. This reminds me a bit of the uh, Chinese characters mm -hmm. because um, they are also composed yeah. of... So you have like basic signs and then uh, you compose them to new words. Like uh, you can, even if you don't know the sign, you can like see, oh, it's something made of wood or something yeah. like that. So it's, maybe it's a bit like that. Um, so, so I uh, looked up this word for podcast. Yeah. And what so is there it? is in fact one, it's this. Klaðvarp, ah, yeah, that's... Okay, and that's like útvarp. Útvarp is radio. And hlaðvarp means it's a loadable radio, or hlaða, that's to load, or download. Varp is to throw or broadcast. Like in Norway, they have kringkast, which is like hundfunk or something, I guess. Which is a nice German word... Which is somehow um, composed yeah. of uh, words, yeah, like yeah. so around uh, what is funk? In <laughs> I don't know, uh, like English broadcast. Yeah, but in, uh, I think in, in Norwegian it's best kringkast. It means throw around, you know, kasta. Yeah, and kring, in, in German it's also more like around, yeah, yeah around cast or something. Yeah, yeah so so really um, creative. Yeah. So, do you think that's a good way to to do it? Yes, yes. I think, and I think it worked well. I think uh, so. Some of them are good. Some of them are maybe not so good. But the, but there is some natural selection there because if they're not good, they are, tend not to get used. Do most of the Icelanders also think that it's good? Or I mean, it I guess it wouldn't work if if they wouldn't. Um, appreciate it because they they are the ones to use the words. Yeah. If they don't do, the the words don't exist. And sometimes they have to be really fast because uh, the population uses these new when it's technological things. They use them, and and if if you get, don't get the new words, you know they they will just use some foreign words. Oh, okay. So so, so if you are in this committee, you always have to be up to date. Oh yes, in technology yes. and everything. Yeah. But what about like uh, uh, in the if you have different uh, academic fields or something like that? Then do you have like experts for each yes, field? Yes, like yes. okay, like if there's a new trend in mathematics. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. There is, uh, and in uh, like in computer science, you have words for many, many of of uh, the the computer science terms. So. No, it's it's uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, indeed. 
another thing that is special on Iceland and in Icelandic is uh, names, how yeah. names are handled. We already heard a bit about that with names Maybe. having case endings. Yeah. Um, so there's also a, a, a naming committee, yes. Icelandic naming committee, yes. that uh, uh, also has a nice Icelandic name. Nabnanemt. Mannanemt or Nabnanemt. <laughs> So if I read it, manna nabna nemt. But manna nabna nemt. Yeah. So you don't pronounce all the f's here. Nabna. No, it becomes b. Nabna. Manna nabna nemt. 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 So and and they um they decide whether a name is to be so if if someone gets a child and wants to name it in some yeah. way they have to choose a name that complies with the um, yes. Icelandic yeah, naming um, rules naming rules yeah. and with the with the case system like yeah. you have to be able to use yeah, it yes yeah it's uh and there was just the other day uh, there was a new name being accepted i i, <laughs> I, I can't remember what name it was but but yeah. there, there there is an interesting thing with names in Icelandic which is uh, I find it interesting, and uh, it's historic artifacts. And uh, uh, there were some pirates. There were some pirates that uh, uh, they ca uh, it's believed they came from Algeria. Uh, they had bases in Ibiza and other exotic places, and they made havoc throughout the world. You know, they they kidnapped a lot of people and sold them in slavery. And in 1627, they they came and in Westmanair. And they took a lot of, of which uh, is a uh, kind of where the volcano group, group of islands in, in the Iceland, south, in yeah, the south of Iceland. Yeah. And uh, uh, and and they they kidnapped a lot of people and they brought them to Algeria. And uh, uh, there was uh, an effort to buy these people back. And so so with the help of the Danish king and, and others, uh, there was money collection going on. And uh, uh, and th th many of them were bought back, and that's how a uh, uh, a Muslim name came into Icelandic, and that's Omar, mm -hmm. which is very common. My cousin is he's Omar, so that's a very usual name in Iceland. And can you put the case endings on it? Here, Omar, um, Omar, for Omar, it's Omar. Yeah, sure. <laughs> And then, then, then there are then there are the the Celtic names which are not in 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 um, Scandinavia like like Kormákur, uh, Kormak, Njáll, Nigel, Njáll, with N J A L L Njáll saga, one of the big sagas, Brjáll, which is Brian. Uh, so, but there are also names that. You apparently cannot use with the um, Icelandic case system. So I read about a girl who's called Harriet. Yeah. Um, and so I think her parents were English, and she was born in Iceland, or yep. she is Icelandic. Um, but in her pa uh, in her um, ID card, in her passport, it says just like girl. As the as the first name, mm -hmm. because uh, Harriet doesn't work with Icelandic, so yeah, it's a b and it's before you're baptized. Uh, they they be, be if 
it may be some confusion there because uh, uh, you you just say stulka Carlson or or like drinker girl yeah and boy yeah and stuff, before before the formal name is established okay so uh, but so so you cannot uh, put these case endings on Harriet. Harriet, uh, well, you could make an Icelandic version of it, Harrietta. Okay. Um, so uh, here, Harrietta, I'm Harrietta from Harrietta to Harrietta. Has it, has it to do with stress or with uh, so that you need an extra vowel? Yeah, you need an extra vowel there in the end. So that's about first names, but last names are actually... Uh, last names, uh, uh, there, there are... Um, in fact, I there aren't last names. No, w well, uh, uh, or uh, traditionally not. No, that's true, but uh, and usually it was a, a male-dominated thing. So you would get, you know, the connection to the father. I'm Sveinbjörn's son, and he is Markus' son. So the pattern is um, that uh, you take the first name of your father and then just add a son, son. or daughter. Uh, yeah. So my sister, she is Sveinbjörn's daughter. Okay. Yeah, and uh, but. Um, there are two things there. In, in the early 20th century, uh, it was thought fancy to have a last name, like in the rest of Europe, rest of the world. So, so people, uh, some were able to buy last names, and 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 uh, or I I don't know the exact rules there, but there came a lot of names in, you know. Famous example is Halldór Laxness, you know, the Nobel Prize winner in literature. He, our, maybe our biggest writer, he he, he called himself Halldór Kilian Laxness. So, yeah. And uh, there were uh, uh, many of these, there is Brekkan, uh, Bream, uh, Many of them had foreign-sounding things, but they were Bream, for instance, came from Braunschweiger, which is a place. Uh, Brekkan could mean that you come from Brekkuni, which is a slope or a hill. Um, and uh, many of of these these last names, I think they they are trying were trying also to connect to a thing which was lost in Iceland, but which is much stronger in the Faroese language, and that is to name people after places. You say, uh, the, the settler was Thrantur i Götu, which means Thrantur in the street, or uh, Á Fjalli, uh, or Í Dalnum, or... On the mountain... Uh, yeah. So, so you have both, you know, the the thing, you know, geographical thing, mm. and also the right preposition. <laughs> so, which is like fun in German, you know. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah so, but would you um, like if you get children, would they get the same last name then, or? Yeah, it, 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 like my friend, his name is Brechkan, uh, and that was because his his uh, grandfather introduced Brechkan then in the beginning of the twentieth century. Uh, and and so so his uh, the followers that came they they carried on the tradition. So, uh, but then uh, th this was one aspect. So 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 in some cases you don't have son or daughter, but you have you know the these family names, and 
then uh, the last 20, 30 years, there has been a growing tendency with female connections. Mm-hmm. And particularly if you have a single mother. Yeah. And, and so uh, so it's Gwyni uh, Arson. He's the son of Gwyni. You take the yeah. name of the mother. Yeah. And how do you de- decide it or who it, decides it? It's it's the parent that decides it. Okay. Yeah. But that's more recent. It's uh, but it's quite popular now. You you see it you know and there are a lot of people young people in their 20s or 30s which are named after the mother or connected to the mother. But like they say my name is Bjorn but I am Sveinbjörnsson. So Sveinbjörnsson is technically not part of my name. It's just a connection to the past. Yeah. So The term for this uh, system is like you have patronyms. Yeah. Like so father's name and matronyms, mother's yeah. name. And you can see this in other languages as well. Like uh, in Swedish, you also have a lot of names like yeah. Karlsson. Yeah, which, which yeah. is basically the same. And it's it's uh, And I guess so... They also had a similar system, yeah. or also in English. Yeah, and and uh, a lot of other languages have this pattern with the first name and then some some suffix that means son. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Uh, also in the Slavic languages, uh, I think that's um, uh, like which. Ah, in um, Polish. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, I don't know if it's Polish, but. Uh, 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 Ich is Russian, Ivanovich. Yeah, yeah. for example. So yeah. yeah, it's the the son of Ivan. Yeah. So, and uh, so you find this pattern uh, in many cultural yeah. uh, circles. So I, I read about the the former um, mayor of Reykjavik. Jonknar. Yeah, yeah. That that he had some uh, struggles with this uh, naming committee or with with his name. Uh, because he wanted to get rid of of his uh, patronym because uh, he didn't want to be connected to his father. Yes. Um, but he wasn't allowed to. Um, so I think his his middle name is Gunnar. Yeah. And that's uh, how he formed his new last yeah. name. It's like the uh, the the way his mother used to call him. Yeah. And he wanted this name to become his official name, but he yeah. wasn't allowed to because it doesn't. Um, the rules are different. Yeah. And then he he complained that it's against creativity and um yeah and and uh, in general this guy is really cool. Yeah. He he was a comedian, right? He uh, was he is a, a yeah. comedian. He was a comedian. He was part of the anarchist scene, uh, which grew out of the punk scene. There was you know. Um, and 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 he he wrote uh, comedy and and made he and his friend they made some television shows and and then he decided to be- become the mayor of uh, Reykjavik yes and it worked it worked yes <laughs> the people voted for him yeah i think it was in this time when iceland uh, when iceland was really um suffering of the financial crisis, crisis. yes and so <laughs> everyone wanted uh, he was basically the anti-establishment, mm. so so it was very much a vote for that. And did he did he uh, do a great job? I don't know. I didn't live there, but he was very popular, uh, and he 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 was noticed mm. uh, e- even abroad. 
uh, I know he, the uh, uh, the the gay mo- gay movement in Iceland. He, he's been uh, he's been a fighter for human rights in any form, and and uh, so the Pride Festival in Reykjavik is really really huge. You have like three hundred thousand people living there, and there are maybe hundred thousand participating in in the pr- wow. Pride, which is enormous. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, he was there dressed up like a drag queen and absolutely brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I recently saw a documentary about him. It's it's on YouTube, um, which is basically just yeah like a documentation of the the yeah. time, the election uh, process, the election yeah. process, and yes. they just had little videos on different stations and it's it's really uh, funny and it's it's an Icelandic but you can have English subtitles and yeah. so another nice way to hear some some Icelandic and and to get to know uh, him is uh, I think he's a really cool yeah. guy and and I really uh, I think also that the Icelanders are really cool for voting for him yeah uh, that's I think that's also special. That wouldn't work in so many other countries. Yeah, and right now uh, there is a there is a right uh, m- government in Iceland, but there is a an opposition, and and the government isn't so popular at the moment. And the biggest party now, uh, according to polls, is is the Pirate Party. Mm-hmm. They have uh, like thirty percent or something, so they're really popular. The Pirate Party. And they're they're also from this anarchist movement or anti-establishment movement. In German, we also have the Pirate Party, but um, they are not so successful. No. For some people, there was a lot of hope that they would bring something new, um, but somehow they they destroyed um, themselves, more or less. So now there's not much left of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's come to the to the last point, which is a bit of music. Yeah. Um, a song of Austidir, mm. um, which is also a really nice word. Yeah, seasons. It means seasons, and literally it's uh, year times. Uh, times, yeah. Uh, which is actually the same in German. Yeah. Uh, where you have Jahreszeiten. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, they are a band from Reykjavik. Yeah. What else? And at the moment, there are four guys, and I think they they change their their members uh, mm. sometimes. And uh, as we already said last time, they um, published their music under the Creative Commons license. Um, we will hear a new song from a new album, uh, which is called Quell. 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 What oh. does it mean? Him in Quell. That is a valve, uh, or valve in Svenska, or Swedish. The uh, heavens. Uh, it's like in the pre-scientific days, when you thought the sky was, you know, you were inside a ball or something. You're looking outside, inside a square. So you have a valve, like if you're in a globe, you know, inside it you would see. But that's actually the the name of the song. Him so the, the album is just Quail. So yeah. that's just the Valve. Valve, yeah. Okay. So it's the first song of the album, which was, by the way, uh, completely funded by Kickstarter. So via Kickstarter. And I think it's a great start for an album because it um, sets a yeah, kind of 
mysterious atmosphere and I can uh, totally picture the beautiful landscape of Iceland. By the way, everyone should go to Iceland because it's really, ah, it has so many faces. Like yeah. when you drive across the island, so every five minutes the landscape changes, the changes yeah. looks completely different. Yeah. First you have like a black desert. Mm. There's just lava. black sand, yeah. lava. And then the next minute you see four waterfalls yeah. like on the mountain and uh, everything's green. Yeah, and the weather changes all the time as yes. well. Yes. Yeah, so really, if you can, you should go there. Um, so, so we have uh, the lyrics here. Could could you say roughly what it what it's about? Himin kvel mér líka svo vel hvernig þú segir sögur þær flytja mig í annan heim. I like very much how you tell me stories because they transform me into another world. Á fjarlægri slóð greini ekki lengur hljóðin né vindin reyka þyngdarlaus. On a distant path do not sense the sounds or the wind drift weightless. Sólina hvergi sé öllum stundum gleymi mér himin kvelið yfirgef. Can't see the sun keep uh, daydreaming or drifting away from reality. Himin kvelið yfirgef leave the heaven wolf. Óreiðan ekst stöðugt með niður broti, það rennur allt sitt skeið. It's um, uh, disorder increases, uh, steady with the tear down, everything comes to an end. Þá dreifist orkan í fögrum dansi, handan tímans verður til geimrik sem umbreytist í ljós. Then the energy dissipates in a beautiful dance. Beyond time creates space dusts, which transforms... Space dusts? Dust, which, uh, which transforms into light. Sólina hvergi sé, öllum stundum gleymi mér. Can't see the sun. Steadily or daydreaming all the time og hjartaholfin fyllast undur sem það er and my heart fills as strange as it is hið taumlausa apl sem sendi mig aftur heim the endless force that sends me back home this is just translated uh, improvisation just on the spot so sorry about that uh, no problem no, but it's, it's, I like that. It's uh, sort of pseudo-scientific about, <laughs> every, about matter and energy and everything coming to an end. But do I see that, right, that heim can mean world and home? Yeah. Yes. That's also, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Like world is home. Yeah. Yes. Before we play the song, we have to mention uh, another thing because we were talking about Björk. Yeah. So when, when we talked about, yeah, do you know any any music that I could play in my podcast? Then you said you could ask Björn. Uh, Björ you could Björk. ask Björk. Yeah, but uh, uh, th there is, uh, uh, I don't know if you can put a link on the page or something 
to to this YouTube video because it's published by uh, by her publishing company. Yeah, so putting a link to it isn't yeah. a problem, but but playing uh, in, in the podcast, like playing the whole song, that that may be that may be more problematic. Uh, it, it it's it's big business. Uh, see, but the the nice thing about Björk now is see, or not only now, but has been is. Uh, She's really progressive uh, in her way of both expressing herself and what she wants to do with the music and how the music uh, is experienced by the listener. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she is always on the forefront in technology and always has been, mixing different styles. And in her last album or the al- album before, I can't remember which one it was, Biophilia, she she wanted to let the listener interact with the music through an app interactive app uh, it's questionable whether it was a success but anyway she's trying to do new things and uh, the video we watched today on youtube was with a 360 degree camera where the listener can while watching youtube can or the video can can interact with the film so you can see her from different angles so you basically move around her uh, as she, p- she performs mm, yeah and that's a, uh, that was really cool yeah it's a be- beautiful song by the way too so yeah i, I will yeah. i will put a link um to that in in the show notes uh, but yeah the thing that i found cool is that yeah, you said you you could just ask her because you know her. Yeah, I can I can I, I can ask her. We have we are friends on Facebook, uh, but whether whether it's okay, I don't know because this is huge business. But you you know her personally, like you. No, it is. I mean, we are in the in the same age basically, and a friend of her. Uh, was in the anarchist punk music scene so we were in the same circles if you like so you were in the anarchist no (laughs) (laughs) no but i was really interested i was very interested in punk and and uh, and the progressive music there Mm -hmm. so there was a film made uh, rock in reykjavik which is great and which i urge people to see Uh, it's very old so i guess it's almost impossible to buy it Hmm. So Maybe it's uh, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. Rock yeah. in Reykjavik. Because there she's really young. This is done in 1979-80 or something. So she's born 65. So yeah, she's 15, 16 years old. Really wild. Really, <laughs> really wild. Great. So, okay. Yeah. I, w- I will check it out. It's, it sounds, yeah. sounds interesting. Okay. And now we will hear... Himinkvel, Austidir. By I think they are really courageous to to use this Icelandic name and trying to become famous outside of Iceland. Yes, because you know when it's written somewhere, it's they they don't use the yeah. all the accents and you yeah. know, it's just Arstidir. Yeah, and no one can pronounce it correctly. Yeah. But, but uh, it's like Sigurros. Yeah, they right? they yeah. they were quite successful. With yeah. And uh, and I'm very proud of that. It's a very progressive music scene. Yeah, in right. so Yeah, th- it's it's somehow special music. It, yeah. It, it's yeah. Maybe it's due to the place. Yeah. I guess it's really inspiring. Yeah. Okay, so we will hear the song. Yes. I say 
Takk fyrir Já, verði þér að góðu Takk sömu leiðis And uh, thanks for listening And bless Bless Bye bye Stork on the phone.